Now I got nothing to do but make you look stupid as parents. You fucking do good. It's too bad you couldn't do good at marriage. And do you have any clue what I had to do to get here? I don't think you do. So stay tuned and keep your ears glued to the stereo. Cause here we go. He's drinking, drinking, chicken, chicken. I'm the sinister. Mr. Kiss, my ass is just a renegade. Never been afraid to say what's on my mind at any given time of day. Cause I'm a renegade. Yo, yo, yo. Happy Sunday. It's MJ, the 312 Renegade Diva. Checking in with you today, it's December 8th, 2019. I have a special guest in the house, my cousin Dinah. My eldest cousin Dinah on my mom's side is joining us today. Um, our topic is going to be relationships, marriage, love, and understanding. Uh, my cousin has been in a relationship with 22 years uh, for with her husband. Um, they were um, they met in, 20, oh, in 2003, and they've been married... Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. They got married in 2003, and they've been together. Uh, they were married for 16 years. They dated for five years, and they were engaged for a year. So I thought she'd be probably the best person to come in and talk about it because she is eldest out of all my cousins. I have 23 first cousins on my mom's side, and uh, she kind of laid the, she paved the way for us. We all looked up to her, and so it's an honor to have her on my show today. Um and uh, Atadina, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me, Marianne. Absolutely, absolutely. So today we're going to talk about relationships. Um, kind of want to talk about um, things that you've experienced in your relationship, in your marriage, and what keeps the marriage going. How do you continue to make it strong uh, through communication and just the ups and downs that you've ever had to experience through your relationship? Um so I just wanted to touch on a few things. Um right now you've been married for 16 years? Yeah, that's correct. 16 years um of October 12th of this year. And how did you know that uh Kuya was the guy that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? Oh, that's a very good question. So, um well, when I met Chris, uh, my husband, he was actually a, a friend of a friend. And how the story went was he was supposed to be set up with one of my good friends, and it just so happens it didn't work. He ended up, uh, she ended up um, having a relationship with his best friend, and he ended up becoming a third wheel in, uh, um, in their dating era. And... They kind of felt bad that they didn't hook up together and they wanted uh, to hook up him with somebody else. And what ended up happening was, um, you know how things are connected in the universe? There's always somebody connected to somebody or nobody or somebody knows somebody. Yes. So what ended up happening was uh, my my good friend was invited to one of my friends who was getting married um, the year that I, I met him. And what ended up happening was... Uh, he wanted to uh, hook up with somebody who actually was interested in um, just talking about life and, and not being judgmental about things and just having good conversations and just laughing a, a lot. And at a wedding, uh, his best friend actually saw me across the room because he was invited to the wedding because he was already dating uh, my friend and wanted us to be hooked up. And when we hooked up together, it just so happened that his mom and your mom and our Auntie Alma, they work together uh, at uh, the same hospital. Wait, so you met him 
through somebody that actually knew my mom and your mom and our other aunt. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. So what ended up happening was uh, on one of the Thanksgiving uh, times that we all got together, your mom and uh, my aunt, our aunt, uh, approached him and asked him, oh, are you, is your, your last name is such and such and is your mom Caroline? And then we dropped our spoons and we sat there and I looked at him and he said, yes, that, that is my mom. And they said, oh, we've worked together. And so if she was able to attend family parties at your place, we would, I would have known him since we were little. Isn't that so crazy? Basically, we hooked up because uh, of mutual friends. And I think that, that was something that I felt deep in my heart. My family uh, embraced him and uh, he had some kind of connection uh, to our family. And I knew, I knew right away that this is someone that I want to spend the rest of my life with. That's awesome. Um, so another thing I wanted to touch on was uh, your your religion. Uh, you were, you're a Catholic, and he was a seven day Adventist. Adventist. So how did that uh, come upon? Because I know that you're very avid uh, Catholic um, churchgoers. So when when you had to tell your parents that you were going to be uh, non denominational for the wedding, like how did that? How did you have to deal with that? Like how did you come to terms with that? Yeah, so when we were dating uh, for the some for some time, I think around four years, uh, we that was a conversation that came up once in a while, saying, "Well, if you guys end up getting married, how are you going to raise your children?" Because religion is uh, is you know one of the important things that uh, a, a child should be raised upon um, if they come from a, a religious family. Which you know, our family was raised Catholic, and his family um, is uh, actively. Um, raised as seven-day Adventist. So what ended up happening was um, a good friend of ours mentioned um, a church called Willow Creek Community Church, which is a non-denomination church. And she invited us uh, to go, and, I, and I'm and i so grateful that she did uh, because when we went there, um, I, I didn't know that there was, um, you know, another religion that wasn't judgmental. Uh, because a lot of religions that we know are kind of judgmental. So this church was very accepting of you? Yeah, it was very accepting that we're both um, different religions. And uh, when we decided to settle down to get married, this was a church that we would like to get married in. That's great. And we've attended the church um, often. And the one thing uh, I felt uh, so adamant was to have someone that um, understand that whether we were raised as um, Catholic or Seventh-day Adventist, that we would go to church, um, you know, uh, as much as we can, you know, weekly. And uh, this was a church that we considered our, our, our home um, to go to church. So um, That change wasn't too much on you? Um, no, it, it wasn't a change because since it was non-denomination, we were able to get married and still have both of our religion. And if we decided to move forward to become non-denomination together, then we would. Um, but at this time, we're still both um, our same religion, and we respect we respect each other's uh, religions and beliefs. So you had been married, um, everything was smooth, and you guys didn't really have any issues. Communication was great. So is there anything that you want to tell our listeners um, what to expect or what not to expect in marriage? Uh just because some people don't realize that, you know, the honeymoon phase ends and the newlyweds become just a married couple. I've always believed, even though I'm not married, that um, I feel like 
you know what, fuck that. If I'm going to marry you and, yeah. you know, we're going to take vows to be in each other's lives yeah. and share a union for our, our eternity, I want to make sure that we still fucking. I want to make sure that, you know, yeah. the romance is still there. I don't want to lose any of that shit because I feel like that's when the other partner will feel the need like they're not attractive anymore or they start to feel like some type of insecurity from their spouse or their partner. Um, do you understand? Like, does that ever happen in marriages? Because I, I don't know if what I'm saying is, is even valid because I'm not a married woman. Mm-hmm. No, that's those those are uh, those are good questions. I, I, I believe like when you're in a relationship, even if you're not married or not, if you've been together with somebody for such a long time, um, you start bringing those guards down, right? And you start showing the real true self. And I believe in uh, in a relationship that if you haven't had that one big fight, you know what I mean? That one big fight. Yes. And if you haven't had that and you weren't able to resolve it uh, when you were dating, then you just have to decide, you know, is this someone that I, I still want to be with um, or, or even um, spend the rest of my life with that person? So for me, um, I mean, the, the challenge is, uh, of uh, marriage after the honeymoon you said the honeymoon phase is over i mean it's reality um you, you're living in you're living with someone uh who's not exactly like you uh they may have some differences but i think the important thing you have to talk about is communication communication is so so important and um before we got married you know we had to do um um, this mentorship and they and I'm glad that we did that because I truly believe for couples if they if they truly want to stick around because a lot of marriages nowadays if, if they can't work on their differences they get divorced right away I mean the divorce rates it's so high and it's ridiculous and like what whatever happened of marriages um, passing 10 years you're lucky if you can pass 10 years I agree with you um like again I'm not I'm not seasoned in marriage. I don't know shit about marriage except mm-hmm. for the people around me. Right. My parents have been married for over 45 years. And that to me is important. You know, I've always believed like, I never really actually even believed in marriage because I never thought that I could settle down with somebody and spend the rest of my life with one person. Mm-hmm. But as the years went by and I got older, and I saw my parents together, then I realized the purpose of what marriage is and the reason why you take vows in front of God and in front of the people that you love because, you know, you're telling everybody that no matter what, this is the person that right. I want, you know, to honor and, and you know, show respect for. And I honestly believe, like, now I'm in a relationship. I'm in a, I'm in a long relationship now where I finally can appreciate um, seeing seeing that prospect for the rest of my life, you know, um, I'm so in love, definitely not what I'm used to. Um, if anybody knows me out there, you guys know that, uh, I'm pretty hood from Chicago, grew up in Logan square, Humboldt park. I never really dated outside of, um, so I used to date Filipinos when I was in high school. Then I stopped fucking around with Filipinos. I dated Latinos. I fucked around with Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, and then I turned 21 and I started hooking up with black guys, right? So after I met my first black guy, I kind of, I guess I was turned out. And I just really thought that only black guys were into me. I never had white guys hit on me. I never had Indian guys hit on me. I never had any other type of race hit on me. So I felt like I'm not ever going to hit on a man. So I would always go to what would hit on me. And I would always be African-Americans or Latinos. Yeah. 
And so now I'm with a white guy, right? So, like, my whole life has turned around. It's so weird because, like, he's everything that I ever wanted. And I always used to say I'd never fuck around with a white boy because I thought they were corny. I thought they were whack. And you know what? You guys are still mostly whack and corny, but for the most part, you know what I'm saying? Like, some of you white guys are pretty fucking funny. You know, you're you're not lame. And I thought you guys were lame, but I definitely ate my fucking words. I uh, have mad respect for my man. He's definitely 100% American. Um, but, you know, I, I definitely uh, shouldn't have spoke on something I wasn't wasn't too keen on Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm glad i have my cousin on the show today so that we can touch on things that you know our listeners can actually relate to um again you know she's been married a while she's been through a lot in her relationship and you know communication is very important i've learned that now in the relationship i'm in is that you have to always be communicative uh you know if you want if you don't get along or you there's things that you don't understand for you to just pout and like not talk about it, you don't get shit resolved that way. It's better to open up and be vocal about things that are bothering you or things that you feel your partner needs to know. That's the only way I believe a relationship can work. You know, I've watched my parents do it for over 40 fucking years and uh, mm-hmm. I have mad respect for my parents' love and that's what I want. I want the kind of love my parents have. And you can. It's just, it's just, <coughs> it just takes time and uh, patience, uh, work. A lot of communication, like I said, uh, but you know, not not all the time when you communicate with each other. There's different ways of communication. Um, like I'll give you an example. For me, I'm vocal. I, I like to express how I feel um, at the moment and just say what I need to say. Um, but then yet, I'm also trying to be uh, conscious of who I'm telling this to and what am I saying because um, at the end of the day, I mean, words can be very hurtful. And sometimes you want to go back and take it back, but then you can't. So, you know, being mindful of, of what you want to communicate out there to your significant is important. Um, one of the other type of communication that I learned, you know, from my husband is uh, we, we actually attend a marriage counselor. Um, we attend counseling, and I think that's very important because, you know, we, we have struggles that um, we need to hash out. And us trying to uh, communicate with with each other, we couldn't. So we needed to bring a third person in there um, uh, to help us and guide us to uh, resolve the issues that we have in our marriage. Um, because I'm I'm here, Marian. I'm here for the long run. You know, you know what I've been through. I mean, I've been through a lot of shit, and um, you know, I still love I still love my husband very much, and I'll do whatever I can to be a supporter and to to. Um, to save the marriage. And if your husband or your significant is willing to go to marriage counseling with you, then that means um, that they're willing to make, um, it work. make it work because that's the only way a marriage can work. I definitely agree with you. I, I think that uh, that's definitely the first step when your spouse is willing to go to counseling. I mean, that's definitely yeah. a move in the right direction. It's more acceptable th- um, this time. You know, yes. back in the day with our parents, they didn't have that. They they said, don't talk, don't talk your business to uh to you know strangers, but yeah, blab it out to like your your brothers and sisters, and then you hear your aunties and uncles talk about it. You know, you made a, a valid point about words that can't be taken back. Um, I'm a f- very firm believer about watch what you say. Um, but I also am also a firm believer of saying what you feel. 
And I've always, uh, my cousin Dinah knows that I've been, I've never had a filter. I've always felt felt a certain way and I've always voiced how I felt about how I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't keep things hidden. I'm not that type of person. So if I feel a certain way about you, I'm going to let you know at some point. Um, right. But things, like she said, can be very hurtful. Words can't be taken back. There were many moments when I was younger. This is uh, hits on the relationship part of our, our show where my mom or my dad would say some really hurtful things to me as a child. And I never really grew out of that, you know? I think it fucked me up as a human. And, like, to grow up, all I ever wanted was for my mom to really love me. And at this point in life, my mom has given me nothing but, you know, undevoted love and unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so grateful for what I have now with my mom. But at the same time, I also want to enforce... That when you're in a relationship, no matter how much you're in pain, no matter how much it hurts, to really, really just stop and think about the things that you're about to say to the person that you that you clearly love or did love at some point. Because once you say things that, you know, you never really know how a person takes words. Like, even though they come off of your tongue and they don't seem so hurtful, the other person that's hearing those words can actually take those words and run with it commit suicide, do something just out of the ordinary that you really were like probably thinking there's no way these words could do so much damage to somebody. And it does. And it does. It really does. So I wanted to also talk about um, young women and ladies who settle, you know, for uh, Mm -hmm. just people that they like doing things out of the ordinary that they're not used to doing and they really don't feel like doing, but they're doing it to please another. Um, I, me and me and Dinah, we grew up with some good family family values and good morals from our grandparents, and our grand grandparents taught us that, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be with somebody, you know, for any other purpose unless it's for love. Um, these days, you see a lot of relationships. My cousin mentioned where. You know, people get married and they're so quick to quit to quit on love these days. And, you know, they get married for all the wrong reasons. And then at the drop of a dime, you're ready to just sign some divorce papers. So, you know, today I think we'd like to talk about how we can avoid the divorce rate being so damn high. And I and I believe that, you know, communication that like we've been reiterating through the show is very much an important factor in a relationship. Um, being communicative can save so many relationships, especially if both parties are willing to keep the party or keep the relationship going. What do you, what are your thoughts on that, Atta? No, I agree. Um, like I said, communication is very important. There's different ways of communicating, uh, to your significant. Um, like one of the things that I realized that, um, to get my words of what, how I feel, uh, towards my husband, uh, I would have to use uh, technology. So the technology that I've noticed, um, you know, through our counseling is uh, communication through text and email. Um, because when I communicate uh, to him verbally, I notice that he shuts down. And mm. that was a call out um, during during our, um, our one of our therapy sessions. And I didn't realize that. I thought that if I yell a little louder get a little more angrier that he will end up snapping out of it and listening to me and do what I ask. 
ask of him. But it was doing the opposite. Right, and it was doing the opposite. He shut down. He turned his back. He made. He even verbally said, the, the, the words that comes out of your mouth are telling me that you don't love me and that I am nothing to you. And that broke my heart. Him saying that in front of a stranger, that broke my heart. And I didn't even think that he was going to say that, you know. And I didn't even think of that. And so I, I, lis- so I told him, you know what, I'm going to listen to you. And if, if, if there's something that I have to feel and share this to you and um, communicate better, and, and if it's sending an email to you or a text message that you would use that and think of it and process it and then respond back to me later, then I'm okay with it. You have to find a balance. You don't assume that if you communicate uh, to each other or go to bed angry. I, I at first I thought don't never go to bed angry. Well, that's not true. Right. Because there's people who who argue the night before they go to bed. And how can you say, "Oh, don't go to bed angry?" Well, some people have to process what what has been told to them or what they told that person. Yeah, people don't move that fast. No. Um I mean, really like again, it's just it's people's timeline. Yes. Like how they how they react to things. But yeah, I definitely agree with that, what you said. I think that I have the same relationship with my daughter where, you know, I'm I'm very vocal. But the problem with me is I'm a lion, she's a fish, you know? So like whenever I try to um, give her constructive criticism, she feels as if I'm judging her or I'm telling her she's not good enough or, mm-hmm. you know, I make her feel like shit. And that's not my purpose. As a mother, my whole sole purpose is to make sure that my child is taken care of. You know, right. like she's making the right, you know, choices for her future and, you know, and all of that. And it's hard for me to just sit back and see her fall and stumble and not help her get back up. But, you know, I've had to learn, like, from friends and family that Filipinos really need to just step back and let their kids figure it out. And if they want our help, they'll ask for help. And right now, my daughter is a 24-year-old um, Filipino, Cambodian, American, and she's got fi- things figured out. So I'm going to let her take the reins on that and just let her know that I'm here when you need me. I'm always going to have your back, and I'm the one person on this planet that will never, ever, ever let you down when you need me. Yeah. So with that being said, I know that you've also had, you know, relationship uh, relationship stuff with your mom and dad. Uh, mm-hmm. My cousin Dinah lost her father to pancreatic cancer back in 2014. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's about five years. Yeah, now. it's been about five years. Um, so her dad was the first out of our parents on my mom's side. Uh, all of our parents are still married. None of our parents are divorced. Uh, we have eight um families uh and they all are married and our mm-hmm. uncle was the first to pass um god bless his soul resting in heaven now but um before he passed you know my my cousin my cousin had uh you know she went through some stuff also with her parents and you know they they went through a trial where they thought about you know separating their union mm-hmm. and my cousin told them to go to counseling and Ate, tell us more about that. Yeah, so some some of the cultures that we have, especially for Catholics, um, divorce is not an option uh, in, in our book of marriage. And even though if the marriage is a lifeless marriage, uh, people would still stick around with each other. 
um, you know, they would say it's for the kids. Um, they would say like, because, you know, I, I can't um, financially live without, you know, without that person's income because maybe they're like stay home moms and things like that. So, you know, with my, with my relationship with, uh, of my parents, I mean, they had their ups and downs and stuff. And, um, and I, and I seen like what my parents have gone through. Uh, and I said to myself that I didn't want to have, uh, that kind of, uh, relationship, um, in my marriage. And what they were lacking was, uh, communication and trust. Um, they really didn't listen to each other of, of, uh, of that. And, um, I, 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 I wish that if I came back um, in the years earlier that I wish they went to counseling. I mean, even my dad, he was open to counseling uh, later in the years because um, us kids were already adults and we didn't have to worry about, um, you know, it's all about the kids because we were still in school. No, we were all adults already. And if, if my mom and dad felt like it was time for them to separate, then, um, you know, they just have to do what they have to do. Um, we, we, you know, don't do it for the kids, you know, do it, do it for yourself. But, uh, I would definitely say seek counseling before that. And they did, you know, they, they, they suck up, they stuck out and, uh, seek counseling. They even went to see the deacon in the church. So my, I knew my dad still loved my mom very much because then he wouldn't make those sacrifices of making time to see a counselor, uh, and things like that. So, you know, at the tail end, you know, I, I seen my mom open up and, um, being, uh, compassionate to my dad going through what he went through and um, there's times that I can see my mom that he missed she misses my my dad I mean there was a couple times she said like you know I'm, I miss my dancing partner and you know that was really tough uh, and stuff like that just hearing that from her because it was hard it was hard you know seeing them struggling to communicate with each other and but you know deep down and inside they they really loved each other and I and I tell people out there, you know, if you're going to make that sacrifice of getting married, you know, you're, 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 you're being a witness to God, you know, get out there and seek help. If you feel like, you know, your marriage is going to a rocky start or if there's like, uh, you know, a big hill that you guys have to climb together at the tail end of it all, it's, it's, it's you two, you guys are family. And then when you have children, that's going to be your family. So you just got to remember that, you know, seek for help. You know, it's, don't be, don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed you know nowadays you know there's a lot of ways to um get that help even resources i mean you can even go to like a a meetup group i mean you know my husband and i we we, we went to a meetup group and it's free and it's couples uh, who uh, who are seeking for support for each other those seem like awesome resources yeah so what i'm taking from that is is that when you're in a relationship guys you know it, What's the point of getting married if you're going to give up on it so easily? Like, you spend so much money on a fucking wedding. Right. I mean, you know, don't you think that it's worth trying to make it work? You know, that's the problem. I mean, if you're not willing to make it work, then you ain't going to have shit in life. That's that's That goes for everything. That goes in love. That goes in work. That goes in everything that you do in your life. Mm -hmm. And it uh, costs more of uh, getting a divorce. Yes. Those lawyers, oh my God, it's crazy. And if you live in California, I mean, they're taking half. Like They'll take that shit for you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think people need to, like, really get to know people. And even when you think you know somebody, you really just don't fucking know them at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in a relationship for five fucking years, uh, you know, with my first, first love. And I really thought that I knew who he was. And I didn't know who the fuck he was, you know? And then I was in another relationship for almost 12 years. And I didn't know who that motherfucker was. 
You know, so I feel like people are going to show you who they want you to see. But at the same time, it's like I've been so scorned by love so many times that, you know, I could be that one person that keeps my guard up and isn't, you know, trying to find love because I'm so distraught from all the pain I've been caused in the past. But I've always been willing to find love even after being hurt by love. I never shut the door on it, and now I'm as happy as I can be. I'm in a great relationship. I trust my man. He's very loyal. He's very trustworthy. He's very honest, and I couldn't ask for a better partner. Um, I want to give him children, but unfortunately, my old-ass fucking ovaries ain't working. <laughs> so I'm not having any fucking babies, but, uh, you know, my man's seven years younger than me, Um I don't know. That young dick just seems to fucking flock to me for some weird reason. Um, Ate, are you in Are you guys uh, about the same age? Yeah, so we're a couple of months apart. Uh, I was born uh, 71 and he is two. I was uh, born in June and he was born in October. So, okay, so my cousin's a Gemini. And, and he's a Scorpio. He's a Scorpio. Yes, yes. So How is that? Do you guys go off of your astrology and uh, do you guys... Fall into the category of your signs? You know, yeah, sometimes, you know, when uh, when we have arguments, like, he would have his little stinger out, and he would, like, bring up uh, things of, of, you know, conversations of what a Scorpio typically would say. Um, he would tell me, like, I have a dual personality as a Gemini. But overall, you know, I, I, I enjoy... Um, our, our relationship together. He's open to doing things to make our marriage work, and that's important too, uh, kind of deal. So, um, so we're gonna wrap it up now. I think we got about two, three minutes. Oh my God! So, so I, I just wanted to touch back on that. Like you're saying, dual personalities. He's a Scorpio, and so he's got like dual personalities. And you're a Gemini, which I've heard is also called the twins. Yeah. Um, they say like. My mom's a Gemini, and, you know, they used to always say that she's two-faced, you yes, know, she's sweet, exactly. she's sweet to others, and then she's evil as fuck to other people, <laughs> right? So I would introduce my mom to, like, my classmates at school, and they'd be like, oh, my God, your mom's so sweet, oh, my God, she's so cute, and I'd be like, who the fuck did you guys meet? Because that's not my motherfucking mom. My mom was mean as fuck, like, she didn't play that shit, but um, you know what? I guess I get it now. Like, you know, being in my mid-40s, I I listen to a lot of people and their signs and just the way that, they, you know, their horoscopes work. And I get it. I definitely get it. But um, first of all, I just want to I just want to uh, thank my cousin Dinah for coming out here today and do the podcast yeah. with us. Um, we're going to have her back on the show to do. Uh, we're going to talk about vegan lifestyle and um plant-based diets and just trying to get your life uh, on a healthier track. So Dr. Sabi will be our topic of discussion. Um, he was a plant-based doctor who, uh, you know, cured a bunch of diseases from cancer to herpes to HIV. Mm -hmm. And um, he's no longer with us. He actually passed away, but 
uh, his story is so remarkable. Um, we might have my, my cousin Dinah back on the show for that because she has started the vegan lifestyle and um, she actually cooked her first vegan Thanksgiving dinner this past Thanksgiving. I did. Um, my, my family and our heritage is Filipino and we love Filipino food and most of Filipino food is made from pork. My cousin actually has imitation stuff that you can use uh, to be for the consistency of the pork. And according to my aunt and my, my other cousin, who's her sister, actually said that the food is fucking amazing. So um, we're going to touch back on those types of things. Adelina, is there anything you want to tell our listeners before we end our show? Um, yeah, I just want to uh, leave a little uh, tidbit um, from what we have in terms of our marriage. Um, there is one book out there that I wanted to share uh, with your audience. It's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And if you get that book and you and your partner re would read it, uh, my challenge to you is to, to share what your love language is because that way that person will know what your love language is and then be aware and be mindful to do that for you because that is your love. I love that. I love that. I'm going to get that book right now. Mm -hmm. It's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Mm -hmm. If you guys uh, have heard of that book or if you guys chime in on that book, you can uh, hit us up on uh, 312 Renegade Diva on Twitter. We're at 312 Renegade Diva on Instagram and also um mj312 renegade diva on facebook okay thanks again listeners for chiming in um we'll catch you on another episode uh thanks for now and have a great day